You say a one for the trouble, two for the time. Uh, come on, y'all, let's... Now it's time for the morning coffee with my daddy, the motivator, Jazzy G, on Power Me Up Radio, talk 24-7. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my soul motivators. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Morning Coffee with yours truly, the motivator, Jazzy J, on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7, the station with heart on high heart. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Today, beloved, is a thrilling Thursday. That's right, today is thrilling Thursday. You know why it's a thrilling Thursday? Because we're going to get all into this today and have some fun on this really Thursday. Today, beloveds, I'm going to play something special for you. Someone that really, really, really was a true influencer in the, uh, the whole world of speaking and motivation and, and uh, uh, coaching. And this gentleman is definitely a top-notch influencer. The late, great uh, Jim Rohn. So Jim Rohn... If you don't know of Jim Rohn, I want you to look up his name. I want you to look up Jim Rohn. If you've never heard of Jim Rohn, I want you to look him up. All right? Last name is Rohn. Spelled R-O-H-N. All right? Jim Rohn. Got to look him up. He, he was a dynamic speaker and a dynamic uh, influencer, motivator, and everything. So I'm going to play him a little later on. But first thing, I'm going to talk to you, my soul motivators. So understand this on this Thrilling Thursday. Here on the morning coffee, I want to talk to you about time management. And the reason why I want to talk to you about time management is because that's one of my Achilles heel is time management. And I know (laughs) a lot of us (laughs) get caught up in that, right? So the real deal about time management is this. We truly cannot manage our time. Okay. You really can't manage Time, okay, what you can do is actually uh, work in time. They like work with time, on time, in time, off time. That's how time works. We can't manage it. What we can do is we can block it and box it. That's what we can do. We, we, you know, so we cannot truly manage it, but we call it time management. What it is is that it's not time that we're managing, it's ourselves that we're managing, okay? That's why it's truly called time management because you're not managing the time itself, you're managing you, okay, and your activities. That's why it's called time management, okay? So if you kind of got in your head that you're going to manage your time, no, you have to manage you. If you're not being on time for something or you're being on time for a certain, uh, let's say, your job, a school or an event or anything. If you're not being on time, it's not because it's not because of the time. It's because of you. You're not managing you correctly. So the whole idea of managing time has to be about blocking it or boxing it, putting it in a box and, and, and formatting it. And, and you're formatting your, yourself as your self-control. Uh, one of the things that was told to me a long time ago, because again, I've always had a problem with managing my time. So now 
I worked on I'm way better than what I was as a young person and way better since, you know, from the time that I got married and, and, and now <laughs> I'm much, much better. But growing up, you know, and, and even as a father and husband and everything, I still just had this problem with managing my time because I had a problem managing me within the time scope, if that makes any sense to any of you. But that's the true deal. So what it is with, with time is, is, is that theory of sun up to sun down type of theory. And what it is is that time is going to move regardless. Like some people say, you know, I, I want to go back to school, but it's just not enough time for me to go back to school. You know, you know, if I go back to school and I didn't finish getting my degree, it's going to take me, you know, the amount of credits I have, it's going to take me two years or three years or whatever it's going to take to get that undergraduate. Now, understand this. Whatever amount of time it's going to take for you to get that degree, that time is going to pass regardless. <laughs> that time is going to pass. So if you're thinking, okay, if I go back to school and it's going to take me four years to get my undergrad or master's or whatever, okay, I have my associate, so I, I want to get my master's, so it's going to take me four years. So it's going to take me two years to get my undergrad, uh, bachelor's, and then it's going to take me another two years to get my master's. So if that's the case, that four years that it's going to take for you to get that degree that you want or need, that time is still going to pass. Okay, beloved, that time is still going to pass. It's not like that time is going to stop and say, you know what? I'm waiting for Joe Blow to get his life together. I'm waiting for, for Jane Jane to get her life together. And then, you know, I start the clock again. No, time is going to keep going. So what are you going to do about it? You got to move forward. So you got to do what you got to do. So if you're planning to go back to school or you're planning to, you know, work on a promotion or you plan on taking that trip or plan on that vacation or whatever you're planning on doing, do it. Just do it. You plan on writing that book. Just do it. Write the book. Do it. Don't, don't wait to think that it's not the right time. It's not going to ever be the right time if you don't do it. See, the right time is you getting started. So, beloved, I wanted to, to, to hit that off with you because I want to play this excerpt by Jim Rohn because he talks about a lot of that. So I know he's going to hit a lot of points that you're going to dig and understand. So, Without further ado, I'm going to play for you the one and only, the incomparable uh, Jim Rohn. Here's the key on this. Don't major in minor things. If you take up major time to do minor things, I'm telling you, you'll be behind the curve constantly. Here's what we learn in sales training. What's major time and what's minor time? Here's minor time, thinking about prospects. Here's minor time, making lists of prospects. Here's minor time, keeping books on prospects. Here's minor time, going to see the prospect. Here's minor time, evaluating the prospect after you've been there. That's all minor time. Here's major time, in the presence of the prospect. That's, mine, that's major time. And if you took a look, if you're in sales and you took a look at a week, you'd say, my gosh, I'm spending 90% of my time on the minor stuff and so little time on the major stuff in the presence of. 
How many hours in the presence of in my day? How many hours in the presence of during my sales week? Because the time that really counts is in the presence of majors and minors. Here's another key time management essential. Don't mistake movement for achievement. It's easy to get faked out by being busy. Guy comes home at night all exhausted, falls in the chair and says, oh, I've been going, going, going. Here's the big question, doing what? It's not the going, going, going. Some people are going, going, going and they're doing figure eights. Their progress is small. So don't mistake movement for achievement. Here's another one in sales we learned. Don't mistake courtesy for consent. If somebody's pleasant and they nod, you say, oh, they're gonna buy. No, they're courteous. You can't mistake courtesy for consent. Now here's a big one, concentration. I had to learn this. All those years ago, I'm in the shower trying to compose a letter. Found it turns out to be a strange letter. So here's what I learned to do. Save the work till you get to the office. Save the work till you get to the work. Don't try to get to the office on the way to work. On the way to work, enjoy the way. In the shower, enjoy the shower. Then go to work when you get to work. I found this to be helpful. Concentration. Here's another big one. Learn to say no. I'm telling you in such a social society we have now, it's so easy to try to be a nice person saying yes, yes, yes to everything. Find yourself overloaded. Now you got to call and make the, well, gosh, you know, all the time it takes to back out of something that you should said yes to too quickly. Here's what might be better. I don't think so, but if that changes, I'll call you. Little things you can use not to commit over commit yourself. My friend Ron Reynolds says, don't let your mouth overload your back. It's a good one. Now here's a big one on time management. When you work, work. When you play, play. Don't mix the two. Don't work at play. I used to take my family to the beach and I would bring my briefcase. I learned not to do that. Or at the beach, I'm saying I should be at the office. I should be at the office. Now my family's upset because I'm at the beach and I'm thinking office, office, office. Now when I'm at the office, I'm thinking what? I gotta get my family to the beach, the beach, the beach. So things are not going too well at the office because I'm thinking beach and things are not going too well at the beach because I'm thinking office. Here's what I learned to do. At the beach, be at the beach. At the office, be at the office. When you work, work. When you play, play. Don't mix the two. Don't work at play. Now here's one of the most important ones. Don't play at work. Work is too serious. You don't want the reputation of being the office joker. It's not a good one. Yes, there's time for some pleasant stories. Yes, there's time for a little humor. Yes, uh, best if it's a happy office, of course. But I'm telling you, you gotta be serious about work because you're parting with a piece of your life for the work you do. Your work costs you a piece of your life. Here's what it's called, serious business. Not grim, not unhappy, but serious. Don't play at work. The old expression, I don't think we use it anymore, horse around at the office. Play around, play jokes, play tricks. No place, not at the workplace. At the beach, yes. At the bar, yes. Somewhere else, not work. You got to treat work with all due conservative passion because it's leading you to your future. Here's another key phrase, all work is good. You may not like your job, but if it's the stepping stones to get you to where you want to, to go, you got to appreciate your job. You don't have to have a passion for your job. Here's the ultimate passion, a passion for 
incredible success in every department of my life. That's the passion. But don't look down on some menial job you have to do to finally get you to where you want to go. No job is menial, menial. No job is not, no, every job is noble. Training life for pay, making a contribution to society. Next, analyze how you are. And if you have some weaknesses, if you can't, doesn't seem like you can change, here's the key, get it covered. I used to keep promising myself I'd keep the books, keep the books, keep the books. Finally, I gave that up. And back then it only took me an extra 50, 60 bucks a month for some accountant to keep the books. I said, no, I'm gonna save the 50 bucks. You can't believe what I started losing in productivity because I tried to save the 50 bucks. So the key is a lot of the time you can stay like you are, but just make sure you get it covered. Next, beware of the telephone and all other systems of communication, especially the telephone at home and systems of communication at home. And here's one of the best lines I've got for you for the weekend. Let all communication systems serve you, but don't let them intrude. When it comes time to have dinner with your family, you shut off all systems. Unless the ones that can take messages silently. Don't let the phone ring. Don't let anybody intrude. Come through the front door nor the back door, nor through the telephone or any other device. So you can't reach John and his family when he's having dinner. The President of the United States couldn't get through. If you develop that kind of a reputation, father, mother, when we have dinner, when we're visiting and have this time with our family, nothing intrudes. So don't let these clever little devices keep intruding. You've got to have a place that's sacrosanct, it's, it's valuable. You don't let anything in for that period of time. Okay, isn't that good advice? advice. Here's the next one. Read all the books. You know, I've only got a few notes here on time management, but if you've got some particular challenges, you run a big organization, a big corporation, you've got some challenges, there's plenty of books. Now, here's what's next. Just be more alert to the things that might be stealing your time. Here's why. Time is like capital. You can't let someone steal your seed corn. You can't let someone steal your capital. And you can't let someone steal your time. You must designate your time. And some of the time that you designate, you must not let anyone steal. Casual time, you might let someone intrude and steal a little bit and take a little bit, but not serious time. Next, one of the great time management savers is to learn to ask questions up front. Sometimes you talk to somebody for an hour and then you ask questions and find out if you would have asked those questions up front, you could have saved yourself an hour. Asking questions up front helps you to get to the problem now. But if you just launch into some discourse, you might waste 30 minutes, waste an hour, when here's what you should have been talking about. After you finished an hour, you say, John, what's really the problem? He said, well, it's something personal. See, that's what you should have been talking about this whole hour. Key. Next, learn to think on paper. 
and we're going to take a break. Some ways to think on paper. One, we've covered one. Solving problems. Take it out of your head and put it on paper. Another one is setting goals. Making these lists we've already started. Here's another good way to think on paper. It's a projects book. Each person you're working with and each project you're working on, get a loose leaf binder and a tab and some pieces of paper behind the tab and do a little continual summary of how it's going between you and that person and between you and that project. I call it a projects book. It is so useful to me. But what's going on between you and this person? When you last got together, what did you talk about? And you got a few notes there. Here's what we talked about the last time we got together. Now when you get together again, you can review that so you'll know better what to talk about. When the president gets ready to travel and he's going to meet some important people, guess what they bring him? All these briefing books. Right? The last time you were with Khrushchev, Kennedy is informed. Here's what he said and here's what you said. Kennedy said, oh, that's valuable. I need to remember that. If a person is important, it's worth a little running account. You might even have a project book for your children. Here's what's happening between me and my child. We've talked about this and we've talked about this and we've talked about this. Next, a day timer. Keeping track of all of your appointments. You know, mine is all filled with, you know, when to catch an airplane and when to do a seminar and when to sit down and have a conference, all the rest. Next is a game plan. You know, if you've got a house and the you know, insurance is going to come due and some other things are going to come due, you just put it on a spreadsheet and make sure it's taken care of. Key phrase, take things out of your head and put them on paper. And the key is to just experiment with different ways that helps you to do that. Now here's the last one, thinking on paper. And that's to keep a journal. One of the things I'm known for around the world, have been now for 39, 40 years, is keeping a journal. Now my journal is not a, you know, it's not necessarily a, it's not like a diary. It might be part diary. You know, I'm flying over Ireland and I, I write down a few little things that impress me. Uh, today I met this person. Wow, what an extraordinary event. Today this, I conducted this seminar in Rome. A thousand people stood up and sang for me. I've got a little bit of a diary in there. But here's what primarily your journal is for. Collecting good ideas. A journal is to collect good ideas on your health, good ideas for your business, good ideas for your future, good ideas for time management. Because I used to take notes on pieces of paper and torn off corners and backs of old envelopes and restaurant placemats. And I threw all this stuff in a drawer. It did not serve me well. I finally learned to get a bound copy, right? And just keep a journal, right? If I was here, I had my journal, I'd be taking notes, right? These two days in my journal. Now, if you're caught without your journal, you just take the notes when you get back home. You put those notes in your journal, throw the paper away. Because we don't usually go through paper to review. But see, my journals now make up a significant part of my own library. My journal's all reserved privately for my children and my grandchildren. Can you imagine what I've collected over the years? It's unbelievable. There are three treasures to leave behind. I think you've already got those notes, right? Here they are. Number one, your pictures. Don't leave the event unrecorded. 
takes only a fraction of a, cent, uh, of a second to say, here's who I was with. When I travel the world, right? We take all these pictures, and here's one of the gifts. People send me the pictures they took of me and them. It's part of the treasures I have on the farm. Incredible. A picture's worth a thousand words to describe the scene, the emotion, what happened. Say, wow, this was an extraordinary day for me when I met these people. Here's what they told me happened to them when they went to my seminar 10 years ago. Wow, the, the drama comes back if you've taken the pictures. It's one of the treasures to leave behind when you go. Remember the old photographs that we have now, of, you know, 100 years ago, 70, 80 years ago, just a few photographs? What would it be like if you had thousands of photographs of the past, of your history, your mother, your father, right? grandparents? So change all of that now for your children. Leave all your photographs as a record. Here's what's next to leave behind, and that's your library. The books that changed your life, the books that changed your health, the books that rescued you from oblivion, the books that you passed on to other people, they were so exciting for you, the books that made you financially independent, the books that developed your leadership, the books that gave you wisdom to ponder when things were tough, the books that got you through the winter, the books that helped you to plant in the spring and harvest in the fall. What a treasure to leave behind. If you do that, here's what's for sure. Your books will be more valuable than your furniture. Palmyo Radio Talk 24-7, station with heart on iHeart. It's yours truly, the motivated Jazzy G on the morning coffee. Beloveds, I had to play that for you by the late, great Jim Brown because, uh, again, time management is something that I, I battle with. And I know it's so many of you, <laughs> so many of you are so motivated. I know because you, you, you talk to me all the time. You send me messages. And by the way, I thank you for all your messages. Keep them coming. Keep, you know, saying hit me up, DM me, you know, God, Jazzy, Rainey, slide in my DM. Tell me how you feel about the morning coffee, the whole nine yards. Okay. I, I want to hear from you. But one of the things that you talk about is your time management, because that's something that I have to deal with, something that I had to learn how to get a grasp with and, and work on, and I steadily work on it, constantly, constantly I work on it. And the things that become your Achilles heel is going to be something that you're going to always have to work on. Don't get so frustrated that you just quit and stop and say, well, that's just me. I'm just, I'm just never on time, you know, CP time for me. No, no. No, because that may cost you someday. That may cost you someday. Okay? So we got to get that together, beloveds. All right? So we got to definitely get that together. And that was one of the things I wanted to play for you, Jim Rohn, and he spoke about that, about how you could manage. And all the things that he gave you was great. Okay? So for y'all that didn't, couldn't write it down because your circumstances, you might be driving you might be working at your cubicle, just listening, listening while you work. That's all good. And, and couldn't write some of those things down. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? Check it out on my podcast on Spotify on, on, on uh, um, uh, <laughs> um, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you know, just, just play it back and listen to it. Okay. But 
I, I wanted to, I want to give you three tips that you can use. Okay. I want to give you three tips that you can use when it comes to time management and time boxing or as, as they call it time blocking. But I, I, I have a method called time boxing, but this is what you can do. Number one. Okay. Create a list of actions, meaning that whatever your day to day activities are, write it down. Create that list, okay? Create your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday list, okay? Uh, and if and if you know, of course, also your your Saturday and your Sunday, you know what I'm saying? Because the, the week, the first day of the week is actually Sunday. It's not Monday, okay? We say Monday because that starts the work week and the school week, but the actual day of the week begins with Sunday, okay? So and that makes sense, right? That's that's the day that most people hear. Uh, go to their place of worship, right? <laughs> well, we, well, we go to our place of worship Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Okay. So, especially if you're children of Abraham, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. But, okay, first thing you create is a list of action. Okay? So, you're going you're gonna to have your, the days of the week and the time. Okay? That's the first thing you do. The, the second thing that you do, you're going you're gonna, to uh, assign each action a time. You're going to give each thing that you do a time, okay? From the time you wake up in the morning and you, okay, my shower is going to be 15 minutes, okay? And then, you know, breakfast is going to be another 15 minutes. And then I get dressed and then, you know what I'm saying? You're going to make your time driving to, to work. You know, my commute is going to be uh, 30 minutes, whatever. You, you give yourself some time for that, okay? Then, you know what I'm saying? So my work day, is, I work between... Nine to five. So you're nine to five days. So I have to get this project done, this project done, and this project done. And you time it, okay? You put it all in that, that box time. Or you can put your job in the box time, okay? Or you can make a separate one for school and work, all right? And then the third thing you do, you, you, get, you have a timer. So first and foremost, get yourself a timer. May that be a watch or or timer itself or something that, you know, some type of clock. And you, you set your timer. And then you set your time during the day and you go for it. And then you box each thing in. So, okay, from, from, from 9 o'clock to 9.30, I do this. I do A. From, from 9.30 to 10 o'clock, I do B. From, from, 10, 10, from 10.30 to, you know, to, to 11.30, I do C. From... 11.30 to uh, 2, I do D. You know what I'm saying? You're going to set up that way. It's just that simple. I know I make things sound simple, but they are if you don't put yourself in a hole, if you don't put yourself in where you cannot concentrate. First things first is focus, okay? Focus, consistency, and urgency. Not emergency, but urgency, Okay? And once you do that, if you have focus, consistency, and urgency to what you do, you won't have to have an emergency. It works just that simple, beloved. All right. So what we're going to do now is uh, on this Thursday, Thursday, we're going to end the show today. I hope you enjoyed the late, great Jim Rohn and, and that and dealing about your time management. And I hope you can use that. And just, you know, slide my DM on at, at, um, God Jazzy Wayne and tell me how is it working for you. Give yourself a Give yourself at least a week and then tell me how it's working for you. Okay, so first thing first, let's take our deep breaths, beloveds. 
Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. Breathe in one more time. Breathe in. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Release. Extend it, extend it, extend it. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Beloved, that is your affirmation protection prayer for the day. Remember, take that with you to work, school, or play. I love each and every one of you. It's not a damn thing you can do about it. You have a blessed, blessed, blessed feeling Thursday here on Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7 on the morning coffee with yours truly, the motivator, Jazzy G. I love you. Peace.